Here we go. You're always. Am I the intro? Welcome back to the pod powered by Elgato. It's been a while since we've been on. I'm Wayne Parnell and I've got Rob Kia with me. At least I didn't say Rob Kia again, did I? No. It's really been a very intense schedule um, since the last pod, but uh, it's so nice to be back again. Kizi, how have you been? I almost feel like we've spent a lot of time together, but I haven't seen you the last couple of days. Yeah, you've uh, faked a little niggle, haven't you? Just so you can spend some time at home. And That's a bit rogue. Get a break, break from the schedule. Um, it's been pretty hectic, and this it's been pretty busy. Not many days off, um, and I think the weather of late sort of adds to that. I think the the boys are a bit tired, but looking forward to the fifty over comp. Yeah, it has been very very hot. Um, obviously, football didn't come home, but it looks like summer has. Um, England obviously unfortunate to lose in the in the final, but I think you know those couple of weeks have been really good. Um, being around here in England and seeing everyone really happy, um, I think sport is one of those things that can unite everyone. Um, unfortunately, obviously um, England didn't bring it home, but there are two members of our squad who were very very happy and very chirpy: Gareth Berg and Emilio Gay. Um, not quite Italian, but somehow maybe a one percent or a five yeah. percent Italian there, and they've they've given it the big ones. I think I've been to Italy more times than uh, Emilio, and I've actually never been. So I think he's clinging on to something there. Um, but Bergy, I was I was with him in Cardiff watching the final. He was getting very excited and very giddy, um, drinking his Peroni, you know, being a Proper Italian. <laughs> yeah, so that was obviously something really nice. But our, our schedule has been very hectic. I mean, obviously, um, the last time you guys heard us, I think it could have been towards the end of um, our sort of first block of championship games leading into the blast, or it could have been the first couple. It's been that long that we can't even remember. So it's just, uh, yeah. We've got a ghost, Casper the ghost at the door. Hey, it's Ben Sanderson. Welcome. We have a new member. We have a special guest. He's late, so uh, we might find him for that. We'll make him uh, spin the wheel. But uh, very warm in terms of the temperature. Welcome to Mr. Ben Sanderson. Perfect timing, actually. Great we've, uh, we've been told to mention your new dog Instagram account. Yeah, it's going well. It's, uh, he look, looks a little belter. Do you know what it is? Yes, the springiest springer or something. Toby, the springiest spin, uh, springer, yeah. It's a bit of a tongue twister, isn't it? Yeah. <laughs> the springiest springer. Springiest springer. Oh, lovely. Going for more followers than Parney by the end of his uh, time at Northampton. Well, well, yeah. Parney buys him, doesn't he, so. The old bots. It's going to be hard. <laughs> that used to be a thing back in the day, but um, unfortunately it's not a thing anymore. Well, I, I'm pretty sure How it is still a thing. I've heard, I've heard stories. I've heard stories of these so-called influencers, um, you know, spending money on buying these followers. I, I think you have to be organic. And I, th- and I see Sando's gone for the organic, because people love dogs, right? Everyone loves dogs. Everyone loves dogs. Man's love best dogs. friend. So how do you, uh, what was the um, deciding factor where you're like, right, my dog needs an insect. Did you sort of see someone else? Did you kind of just decide like, listen, this is Tom something Taylor's I Tom Taylor's got a uh, dog Instagram account as well, I think. All right, I'll, I'll have to check that out. 
Yeah, well, I'm a Yorkshireman, aren't I? So you get free stuff from it. Ah, uh, right. Like white people sliding in the DMs. Yorkshire tea. Um, not quite the dog tree. Maybe, maybe um, what, do you have a, a Yorkshire Terrier? No. no. Oh. Imagine yeah, well, that. It's, it's, it's a secret in the name yeah. of uh, Spaniel. Ah, Spring of the Spaniel. Okay. <laughs> well, I'm, I'm not an expert on, on dogs. I know what they look like. Yeah, they actually and, get offered a lot of free bandanas, which I think like, nice. right up your street wearing some. Is that because I like bandanas or because I'm a dog? See you on your TikTok with a couple of bandanas. Yeah, man, I'm just trying to keep it fresh. Shall we get back to uh, some cricket chat? Not that, you know, we don't do enough of that. We do a lot of cricket chat. It's like we mentioned, obviously, it's been a very, very difficult period for us in terms of on the field, but also in terms of the schedule. What do you guys, obviously, you know, everyone throws around this term, the county grind, and we probably right in the thick of it now, hopefully coming towards the back end of that county grind. How have you guys managed to prevent burnout? You know, both of you guys have played professional cricket for a very long time and, you know, playing county season, you know, in and out, um, it's very, very difficult. I think for myself as an overseas, having played the full season, it's very difficult, it's very demanding. Um, what are some of the things that you guys do to kind of, um, you know, get fresh mentally? Uh, not so much physically, because obviously not a lot of time off. Sando, if you can help me with that one. Uh, I think my trick is to try to switch off as much as you can when you can. So you, the days off you do get, which is I think it's only been like one off in between games at the minute, which has been tough. But I think you've just got to be able to switch off from everything, make sure you're not doing anything stupid on your days off. Um, just having a nice relaxing day and refreshing the mind, really. Try not to think too much about cricket. Kizzy, any nuggets for us? Not for me, mate. It used to be, for me, I used to enjoy getting down the golf course, but even this year, the schedule's been so busy. The last thing I want to do on a, a day off is try and find a load of golf balls that I've, I've hit, hit astray. So, yeah, like Sando said, try not to think too much about cricket. Try and catch up with friends, family, and just, yeah, have a complete, complete switch off from it. I know when you're younger... All you want to do is think about cricket and play cricket. So um, when you when you've played for a while, sometimes it is nice to just get away from it and just recharge and chill out. We know what you do. Yeah, chill out. I try, I try to chill out. You do not chill out. Your phone TikTok. must be. Let's talk about your phone battery life. Oh, it's pretty decent. I charge it once a day. I charge it once a day. So when I wake up in the morning, it's usually full, and it lasts me most of the time, pretty much the full day. Um, I don't think I can plug my um, phone that I'm using because I actually paid for this one. Um, but off the back of the you know burning out um, question, what would you guys describe as being the most difficult part of the county season? Obviously, the schedule and you know back-to-back games and all of that's very difficult, but. Do you find that being the most difficult part? For, for me, certainly, if I could jump in there, is the fact that, you know, you also have to travel by bus. I mean, it is nice because you, you can bond as a team, but I think that's also very difficult. You know, we've had instances in the blast where we've played a game at home, we've finished at, you know, 10 p.m. at night, we've had to get changed, and with three or four hours on the bus somewhere and then, you know, play the next day. No so showers what, as well. Yeah, no showers this year. with um, COVID protocols and stuff like that. Yeah. What What do you guys 
Yeah, I mean, the lengths away, T20, followed by four and a half hours down to Cardiff uh, the morning after to then train in Cardiff um, and then play the four days was was quite tough. Um, we had a day in 30 degrees when we were in the field all day in Cardiff as well. You know, they take their toll physically and mentally, you know, they... Um, they're hard days, they're long days, um, and then you have to go out and bat and try and save the game. And I mean, young Harry was brilliant, wasn't he? On first outing, um, I know he played a game, the COVID game last year, where he only I think we played ten overs before it got binned. Um, but for a young lad to play his first game, be in the field that long with the gloves, obviously, and then go out and but as long as he did and as well as he did was pretty impressive. That's a good attack too. That's a proper attack that the Glamorgan had out. Uh, all their main main bowlers, you'd say, including yeah, Nessa, they were overseas, bowled decent pace. I think he didn't look flustered one bit, did he? No, he was, was he was very good, yeah. Very I think that's good, very exciting for the club seeing some young academy guys coming through and playing first team cricket. Obviously Freddie played his part in the, the back end of the blast, um, came in and did did very well and now young Harry um, finding his way in the in the Red Bull stuff. That's always a, a nice thing is when you see academy lads who don't often get opportunities to firstly mix with the you know first team um, because of the, the schedule and I think also uh, this season certainly because of COVID as well has probably prevented that a lot more but to see these youngsters coming through is really encouraging. And there are one or two other guys who um, have been involved as well. You know, uh, we had a, a test, well, kind of ended up being somewhat of a testimonial match for um, Alex Wakeley and um, Stephen Crook uh, the other day. And it was nice to see some of the academy lads in there as well, um, trying to showcase obviously what they can do and, you know, try and get closer to that um, first team spot. Yeah, you um, looked after a couple of them, didn't you, there? Uh, yeah, it was. Your best friend. <laughs> it's unfortunate, <laughs> I guess. I don't know. Well, I did After have. After he told me, I, I did have, wake as a yes. catch and then hit it over the indoor school. Yes, <laughs> so he was stood on the roof. We kind of, I think I'd got past fifty, and I was like, you know, obviously testimonial match. It'd be nice to kind of get Wakers involved in it. And I, I told Rob, I said, listen, I'm going to try and run down and chip one to long off because Wakers was there. I, I also did tell uh, Graham White, who was captain of the opposition team, to tell Wakers to get ready. And first ball, Crony. Bless his soul. He um, he had been darting them in, and that ball he tossed it up for some reason. I ran down and I saw it, and I was like, "Oh, I can't hit it to Wakers. I'm gonna try and hit it over the indoor center." I was close, <laughs> um, yeah. And then after that, then I had this little devil Rob Keogh on my shoulder, being like, "Well, surely you got to go for six sixes now," and I did try. Um, unfortunately, I ended up with four in the over. I think. Three oh, in a row, couldn't, couldn't a couple of singles in the last one, yeah. So um, it's a good learning curve. For I Rory. think that's that's yeah. So you got to look at the positives. Um, I think it would have been a good learning curve for him. Obviously, having Nabi on the yeah, field as Nabi well ran, in his ear, you know, Nabi trying. ran over to him and gave him a yeah. bit of advice, and he, I think he finished with two singles or something, didn't he? Got, yeah, he got you off the strike. Got himself yeah. out the over, which was nice. Good, very good from Nabs as well. He's obviously experienced white ball cricketer. Um, I'm sure Crony will take take a lot from that. Yeah, it was obviously nice having Nabi as well for the um, blast. Unfortunately, that we missed him in the first couple of games because of, you know, again, 
COVID and isolation and quarantine or whatever you want to call it. But um, it's just great to have that experience around, isn't it? Uh, the, the president, as he's known as. Um, very quiet guy at times, but uh, very chirpy at um, times as well. Do we have any stories on... Uh, I, I, I can't think of anything. He's just a guy... He understood me. Yeah. Well, he just well, smiled at me. Most, yeah. most people don't, to, we to talking, be fair. We were talking about Champo cricket, trying to convince him to maybe play the, the Yorkshire at home game and he said he hasn't owned a pair of white pads for about three years so I'm not sure he was too keen to how much uh, did we say 50 grand we'll, yeah. give, we'll, we'll give you 50 grand yeah we were throwing <laughs> random everyone was chipping no the full squad will chip in 10% of the salary he's allergic to that ball now yeah but no he was good to have around it's I personally tried to tap into him um try and learn a few bits uh, with the ball and with the bat. And it was great to see him around Freddie as well. When Freddie did come in, he, he sort of took him under his wing a little bit. They always bowled together in the middle before, mm. always chatting, which, you know, is what you want from an overseas. I know we don't get much out of Parney, but <laughs> Nabs came Jeez, in. And, thanks. And You're really brilliant. selling me here. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I think that's, like, like you obviously mentioned, those, you know, getting... And I think also besides the, the cricket part of it, you you really want to get people coming in, whether it's people on loan or overseas players that can add value off the field. And that's not so much about telling a guy, listen, you're going to play your, your cover drive like this. It's more um, tactical stuff, isn't it? And I think, you know, well done to everyone at, at the club for getting those types of you know players in uh, in Navi and uh, Wayne Parnell. Um, <laughs> <laughs> no, but yeah, just... To, to kind of get back onto the blast, we want to wrap it up. I guess it uh, obviously wasn't a campaign that went our way, but uh, what do we think went wrong, and what are the learnings we can we can take away from it? Obviously, next season is quite a while away, but um, you got to start planning, isn't it? Yeah, I thought we had a look going into the comp before we played any games. Our batters seemed to be in form. Everyone whacking it around in the second team, um, and the lineup's looking pretty strong with Naby in it as well. And then obviously the big blow of Naby not being here for the first three games. Like it's, it's a massive loss not having him and coming in number five and whacking it and, and then the captain goes down yeah. in the third game I think they kind of swapped with each other didn't they yeah. and Cobby swapped with each other and then Whereas, Cobby got fit and Rossos yeah it was just key players at different time they never really got to play all at once we never once had our strongest team out did we really um, you know and that that obviously hindered us a little bit you you had Rosso, Cobb and Naby into any team is, is going to be dangerous. Um, just unfortunate for us how things worked out that they never really got to to play together and we didn't really get, get the momentum. We had a little bit in phase in the middle where we started to grab a little bit of momentum back and, you know, it's just one of those sort of games where winning's a habit and so is losing and we... We couldn't quite get over the line. I think the lead-up as well and the preparation with the schedule, which we mentioned earlier, is so tight in terms of switching from Championship cricket to T20 in a small squad like ours. If we've got so many players playing Championship team and the T20, it's hard to switch formats without that practice time to do it. Yeah, so I remember so many games at yeah. the start of the season, you've got no time to fit in practice mm. for that shit, for the Championship so you, Got no chance to do T20 as well. When we were down in Hove, which was in the, that was still in the Championship block. Yeah, it was about two. They had 
two a whole separate before. squad that mm. were in training at lunch, just white ball. Yeah, every day, wasn't it? Every day, yeah. Um, you know, we we didn't have that. I know we had a couple of guys who would miss a game here and there to go and get a couple of games in in the second team to your twenties. But like you say, we a lot of guys were playing up until the Kent Kent away game, and then all of a sudden our T Twenty campaign starts. And then it takes you a few games to sort of get into the rhythm. Definitely tough as a bowler in terms of getting those skills right. You have snowballs, you have Yorkers, which is, I'm personally a volume sort of person, so Mm. I like to do lots of it and having done one net session I think we had yeah one yeah. And and 20 minute ball you can't you kind of rush to get everything so you're rusty then when you go well there was a thing with us leading into our first game was the fact that the team that we played against had already played that game so they were yeah, kind of up to speed in terms of the, the match intensity and the game awareness and I think you know like you get on a roll going the one way you kind of get not, not so much on the roll the other way as well obviously losing the first game then kind of you know because it's thick and fast as well you like don't have a groove and then you have a couple of injuries and then suddenly you're not from five and then every other game is a must win game and and as we know we've we've played a lot of cricket be, between the three of us um there's always going to be one performance where someone comes in and they you know have a blinder with the bat or the, or the ball um and then that kind of you know knocks the the win out of the sales basically but were there any standout performances or were there any um, sort of positive things to to kind of think about or to you know look forward to come you know firstly the fifty of a competition later on um, and then obviously going into next season again with the with the blast again. I think having those injuries early on with Cobb and Naby missing it gave opportunities for people like Pasco to open up and or come into the team in the first place. It's easy to get a good long hit, whereas he's normally either goes in when we're three down and then he's on the slide. But he's, he's had a chance to actually go and back number four or five. And Vasco's had his chance to open and done really well. So it's actually shown the coaches for next year that we, these lads can do that. And we can go out and look for other players to support those, if you like. Oh, yeah, spot on. Uh, Kizzy, who do you think's been the uh, best player for us this season? Uh, Vasco. No, oh. I, think, I think you have been. I think... Um, Obviously, you, you you can't say yourself, but I think in terms of overall, I think you've been our best player consistently. I think obviously, in the past, maybe you haven't been that that T Twenty player for this for this club, but I think certainly this season you've really grown as a as a player, um, and I think that's very exciting for me. Obviously, Vasco very um, explosive uh, in his own right and in his own style as well, just um, encouraging, I guess. And I think there are a lot of positive things to to look forward to. Um, as we move on to the Royal London 50 of a competition are we looking forward to it how nice is our jersey I wish I could show people but obviously it's a podcast so uh, unfortunately there's no visuals very nice kit yeah. follow like us it. on Instagram <laughs> <laughs> follow you on Instagram <laughs> yeah beautiful shirt we've got a good squad though haven't we yeah, yeah for this, we've, only lost, we've lost what Rosso Cobb and Glover to the 100 so it's obviously three big players but um, the lads we've still got are we should compete in this, hopefully, if we we got a, knuckle a, down. a good mix of experience and, and youth. There's some guys that wouldn't have played much 50 over cricket. I mean, I was speaking to Safe, actually, on the way back from Glamorgan, and he said he's only played seven mm-hmm. List A games. And, yeah, he's probably one of the more experienced out of the <laughs> group of young lads, isn't he? Like, yeah. if you look at, um, you know, Ben Curran, Emilio... 
you know, these guys might not have played that much list A um, cricket. So it's exciting for those guys to get a good run out. And I think that's the the kind of balance you got to strike is between using the competition as you know a white ball competition to blood kind of your next group of white ball cricketers, but then at the same time it's still a, a competition you want to try and win. So, what what do you think the balance is? Do you go in the first couple of games trying to go really hard and obviously win and set yourself up, or do you just play pretty much every game as you, as you kind of see it? Yes, I think you've got to set out to win. Whatever we do, we've yeah. got to set, especially with the team and the experience we have got. Um, we've got to go out there and try and win it. If you bring in youngsters into a winning team, that can only be a good thing. So hopefully they learn from that. Oh, I was going to say exactly the same. You, you don't want to go into a competition to. Every player wants to win. Yeah. You don't go into a competition thinking, oh, it doesn't matter if we lose here because yeah. we're trying to help young lads. Um, Everyone wants to win, and I think everyone will be trying their hardest to win. And I'm sure no, I think John taking over as head yeah. coach will want to lift a trophy at the end of the campaign. Um, it's still so a bit like exciting. balance, though, isn't it? Because you've got to somehow try and get the guys who are on the peripheral to be playing first in cricket. And if you think about when that sort of chance is in the... Uh, do, do the second team play 50 of cricket? No. It's only T20s and then obviously some... Um, I don't think they're playing this year due to yeah, the because number of, of players that oh, have right. disappeared to the 100. So oh, okay, I see. Squad but generally they would. Yeah, yeah. I, would, that, I would think so, yeah. That's what I find as well, is obviously you want to give people exposure in the first thing. But like I said, I mean, we've only lost three players and hopefully we lose a couple more, obviously getting picked up in the 100, but at the same on the same well, opposite side of that, we want to keep all our you know best players um, to try and obviously win this Royal London competition. But um, I think it's going to be exciting, really. It's a, a very, very jam-packed schedule. We play pretty much like every other day. Yeah, I think I'm looking at on Ray's wall there. <laughs> so there's not many days that have not got things on. I don't know if that's the fixtures, is it? I think it's just the um, yeah, summer wide. fixtures. No, we, well, <laughs> we, I think we've got, yeah, we've got a couple of games at home. Uh, I think we've got four home games and four games away. Uh, we go out to Scarborough. Yeah, played some nice grounds yeah. this year. Some nice out Oval. grounds. I've yeah, never been to Oval the Oval. Nice. Never Very nice. The Oval. We said we're playing so, at Edgebaston as well, which is a result. With 100 on you, we were sort of expecting to play in some... And the outgrounds. Outgrounds, mm. but we got Oval and Edgebaston, which oh, is lovely. two brilliant places to play, especially we're talking back to the young lads, give them a chance yeah. to play at those test venues. And, and also crowding as well. Right. Not so good for me and you. There'll be a lot yeah. of used wickets knocking well, around, won't they? Well, we've just got to use our experience. Take the gold off it for yeah, the spinners. Exactly. We've got some very exciting spinners. Um, so we, we are looking forward to the last bit of the season and um, I hope you guys are, uh, wherever you are listening to this podcast. Um, as always, thanks for joining in. Um, I think we're going to sign off. It's been hot. I think, are you hungry? I, 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 could, I could do with some lunch. Uh, so once again, thanks for joining us and... Um, this podcast was um, powered by Elgato. Have ben Sanderson, Rob Keo, aka Rob Key, and Wayne Bunnell signing out. <laughs> Bye.